Welcome to the Open Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we are going to be talking to an awesome guy, and we're going to be talking about giving a hoot about death and talking about the hoot. So, Heidi, you want to introduce our guest? I know that's a really strange name, but it'll make sense as we start talking to our guest today about why we called it that. So our guest is William Harriman, and he is the brother of Ryan. His brother Ryan died three years ago, Mom, while he was playing water polo. And Ryan is and was a famous YouTuber. And he's, he does YouTubes called Zero Hoots, and they are hysterical. I was just watching them and completely cracking up. I would highly suggest that everybody go and watch them if you want to laugh and if you want to feel good, because that's what Ryan does. He makes you feel good. Um, William decided to quit his tech job. He quit his day job in technology, jumped in his van, and traveled all around the country to meet his brother's fans and to film a documentary about his brother, which I think is so cool. And in the, while he was doing this, Mom, he, he really realized how his brother helped people live their best lives and how his brother had changed so many lives. So we're here today to talk more about that. So welcome to the show, Will. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Heidi and Gloria and Heather. It's great to be here. Great having you on. And uh, as Heidi said, your brother just did so much in his life. But talk a little bit about what happened to him. He was going to San Jose State playing water polo. And um, he was up really early working. He was also a lifeguard. Um, and he was pretty exhausted, I think. He was really tired um, from having a paper due that morning to going to class all day and then playing water polo. He, um, he passed out. He fell asleep playing water polo and um, drowned. And there was a lot going on with um, the head coach wasn't there. And we're not sure exactly how long he was under, if the lifeguards appropriately took care of him. But um, he went into a coma and uh, was in a coma for about four days before we decided to take him off life support. Oh, what a story. And then his team, I mean, this guy is an inspiration. His team went on to honor him by really playing hard and winning and doing well that season, right? Yeah, they ended up having one of their best seasons ever. Uh, they were playing pretty well when he was on the team, but then uh, the last few games, they, they uh, played phenomenally and uh, used uh, in his spirit and with his energy, they, they pulled through and did a really good job. He actually never missed a practice uh, the whole time he was on the team. So he was one of the most dedicated players. How did he get into the YouTubes he did? So those started late 2010, early 2011. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just him in his room um, pretending to, you know, he just, because he, well, if we take it back even further, he'd always really liked making music. And he was a serious music producer for a while. Um, he was a serious rapper as well. He was, uh, he produced tracks for a Grammy and a Grammy nominated artist named Dell, the funky homo sapien. Um, and he was actually really good at it, yeah. but, uh, he just realized there wasn't, um, it was hard to make it as a professional music producer or a professional rapper who was actually trying. Um, so he decided to go the satirical route where he wanted to be, um, a comedic rapper and a comedic musician. He was very creative. And so he ended up getting thousands of followers, right, Will? Uh, yeah, yeah, 20,000, 30,000 um, wow. followers. And after he died, wouldn't, how long after he died did, were you inspired to quit your day job and, and jump in the van and travel the country? Um, it was about one year. So I 
I kept working for about a year and then after that decided it was time to go meet all of his fans because I was getting all this feedback about how his message to Zero Hoots helped them with their own anxiety and um, issues and depression. What did you learn about your brother and what did you learn about the messages that he was putting out there? A lot of people might think that it means just not caring about anything, but it actually means kind of the exact opposite. It means really caring about what's important to you and what who you want to be, but uh, not giving a hoot about anything that stops you from living your best life. And um, Zero Hoots is just this message that empowers people to not care what people think about them, whether it's a bully or someone who's negative in their life, and actually go out there and um, live their best life as uh, courageously as they possibly can with zero hoots. I Do you know how he came up with that? Because I, I thought that was so clever. Because when I looked at it, I thought, oh, you know, first heard it, thought, oh, don't give a hoot. is like, you know, go do whatever you want. But it, what, that wasn't him. It was live your best life. Yeah. Which is really a, kind of a switch on that. And don't worry about what other people are saying or thinking because you need to take your own journey and have your own path. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. It was um, all about just getting out there and living your best life and not giving a hoot about anyone or anything that stops you. And Will, you made a documentary film about this? Yeah. So uh, my fiance and I went out on the road for about five months. We hit all four corners of the country. We met about 55 of his fans. We filmed interviews with about 25 of them, um, had conversations, talked about them, talked about the, the power behind his message. And, um, we're finishing the documentary now. We're actually, before the documentary is done, we're actually creating a record label um, to go along with it. So a lot of cool stuff going on with the Zero Hoots brand um, and uh, continuing the power of his message. And, and how was that for you? Was it, was it emotional for you to interview all these people or did you kind of put your emotions on a shelf? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it was definitely... Um, emotional i think it was more of like an accelerated grieving in a lot of ways where you're just forcing yourself to be in these sort of situations and talk to these people and discuss him and everything that happened um so it kind of it just brings those emotions up to the to the surface and it makes you work through them it makes you deal with them um it's challenging but i think at the end it's something that you have to face and you have to talk about so it helps you move through those, uh, those feelings. Heidi, I was wondering, do you think you could have gone on the road a year after your brother was killed? I don't, um, I don't know if I could have, but I've got to tell you, I love, one thing that I love is as a, as a brief sibling, because I had a brother that died at 17 in a car accident and I was 20. And the thing was, well, I didn't get any support because oh, people really? my friends had, had loss. And so what I love about what you did is you went to all your brother's friends, people that knew him. I mean, they might not have mm -hmm. known him, but they knew of his work, so they kind of did feel like they knew him. Yeah. So you could get support, and they could get support. You guys could support each other around Ryan's death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people didn't quite understand his message either. You know, like a lot of people who just saw it at a surface level, zero hits, not caring about anything, they didn't really get it. But yeah. actually talking to people that understood the depth of his message and how powerful it was, um, was a great connection. I don't know what your experience was, but from the siblings that I've spoken with, a lot of times, a lot of them say that they get messages to be strong for their parents mm -hmm. and that their parents are going through a lot and they feel sometimes like they really can't show what's really going on for them. And they, they kind of hide their grief from their parents because they also don't want to cause their parents any more pain. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if any of that, you know, resonates with you, if any of that was what you went through or not. 
Yeah, I, I definitely had family members reach out to me that were like, you got to stay strong. You got to stay strong for your family. Um, you're the oldest son. Uh, so I've definitely felt that before. And, um, you know, it's, it almost, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. I felt like I know that me going on this trip and going like understanding zero hoots was probably challenging for even my family to even watch me do because like you're leaving a great tech job. You have a great future ahead of you. Um, but I think that at the same time it helped them understand the depth of his message and what he was really doing out there. So, um, yeah, I, th I think, I think it's hard. Was it, was it hard for you at this? Was it, did you feel a little bit more isolated because a lot of people gave attention to your parents and not necessarily you, and you were kind of in this weird I in between felt like, space? Um, that my, my grief was secondary. I felt yeah. like I didn't have the right to my grief because I hadn't lost a child. And I felt like I, I was the oldest too. So I felt like I needed to step up and, and be strong for my parents and help the family and keep the family intact and together. And I also dropped, I also did something dramatic. I dropped out of college. And yeah. my parents were like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, you know, they, why are you doing this? Because I felt like I needed a space to kind of figure out who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. As siblings, one of our things that we take on one of our missions is to keep our brother's memories alive, you know, and to keep their legacy alive. And you're, you're certainly doing that well with what you're doing for Ryan. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's one of those things too, after meeting all of his fans and these people that he affected in such a positive way, it's, it's almost like this ember that you want to keep, you want to keep alive because you know how, how much of a positive effect it has on the world. Yeah. Um, so though, yeah, though it might've disrupted my own life in my own selfish ways, I think that being able to continue his positivity and his energy for the years to come is going to um, make me, you know, help me feel like he's still around, help me feel like everyone who was depending on his energy and his light to guide them uh, is going to still be there. And uh, you know, it's not, it's not a complete loss. Like it, yes, we did lose him physically, but I think that his energy can still carry on and we can still embody that. His message is going to last an eternity. Yeah. For people. Um, yeah. And I totally, I totally agree with you. And so now are you back in the tech world or no? I am back, as you can tell by with these headphones I'm wearing right here. <laughs> no, uh, back in the tech world. I um, started back about two, three months ago. And uh, it's been a transition back, back into it. But uh, I bet it has. Because you kind of were immersing yourself in the, I would imagine, in the grief and loss world, I want to say. But more of the hope and healing world. I mean, I would imagine it was kind of therapeutic for you to be on the road and be connected and be talking about your brother and being able to show emotions with his fans yeah. and being really in that space. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's why I've continued to still work on it. Um, I'm, I'm still editing the documentary. I'm still getting the record label up and running. I'm working with uh, brand consultants, like um, people who want to help me just continue the message and, um, that is very So it's like, yes, I'm not fully 100% engaged in it, which I, I miss that, but there's still probably 5 to 10% of my week that I'm focusing towards it and making sure that we can continue so, it. So, Will, what would you say to siblings out there, brothers and sisters that have had a brother or sister die that are, are feeling hopeless? Um, oh, it's tough. I, I would think that if you, uh, if you think about who the, the brother or sister is that, that you miss and that you've lost, um, 
think about some of those really strong traits, those strong, the things about them that you, that you love and that you think that really benefited the world and uh, try to live, try to ca like carry those values through you and carry that positive energy they gave to the world into your daily life and make sure you can affect people in a similar way that they might've affected other people to make sure that you can learn um, learning from the good they brought to the world, figure out a way to instill that in your own life to continue who they are in their message. I love that. Let's take a look at Ryan's message right now, one of them, and talk to yeah. us about the video we're going to see right now. So this is a, uh, a funny video that he made about his dog, Ellie, who he, he really loved his dog. And um, it's supposed to make you laugh. It's, uh, it's not the most beautifully musically composed song you've ever heard, but it's a, it's a feel-good song that makes you uh, just smile inside. I love you, Ellie. You are my favorite dog in the whole entire world, I think I love you so much, so much. You are my favorite dog, dog in dog, the Ellie. whole entire Ellie world, Ellie. I think I love, love you, you. Oh. so much, so I remember much. back in the day when I first met you, it was a life-changing experience, it was the best time of my life. All I wanted, I never thought twice When I saw your face, your blue eye, your black eye You are my favorite dog in the whole entire world I love you so much, baby girl <laughs> I feed you breakfast, then I take you on a walk Go poop poop on the sidewalk Then we go home and chill by the pool Feed you treats and pick up your stool are my favorite dog in the whole entire world I think I love you so much, so much You are my favorite dog in the whole entire world I think I love you so much, so much I'm going to be so sad when you pass away, I hope you go to heaven, it's a better place You can eat treats all the time, you can go on walks every single day I love you, I love you, Ellie, I love you, Ellie, I love you, love you, I love you In the whole entire world, I think I love you so much, so much. I hope one day you understand how much I love you, Ellie. Dearest in my heart, keeping it real.
Wow, that was, was a fun video and it did make me smile and laugh. Didn't you love it, Hyde? I think Ryan is hysterical. I have, to, <laughs> I have never read, I had never looked at any of his stuff before today. My sister and I were doing it together. She lives in Park City, I'm here in New York City and we were doing it over the internet. We we're all, we're both laughing out loud. He is so funny. Part yeah. Funny is that he does, he isn't totally on cue all the time and the perfect singer and the perfect deliverer, but that's what makes it so good. It's raw and it's, it's very real. Yeah. I mean, people said watching his video is like almost some, like it just made them happy. It made them feel good. If they were in some sort of funk, they could just watch it and they'd bring a smile to their face. Um, so the videos were very therapeutic to a lot of people in that way. Okay, Ned, I know you got some swag on the side. I love those shirts and things. Yeah. So how are people going to find you? Website, zerohoots.com, Instagram, zerohoots.tv, Twitter, zerohoots.tv. Um, and if you follow any of those, you'll know when the documentary is coming out, uh, when the record label is going to be released. But um, the record label is going to be, we're trying to disrupt the record label industry by um, uh fostering collaboration within the ZHG. So if ZHG members, the Zero Hoots gang is what we call them. If the Zero Hoots gang collaborates to make music, they can level up within the record label to gain more exposure to the different publicity channels we have within Zero Hoots. And by, um, by leveling up, they can help their own music career. So if you're a musician who wants to, to collaborate with people, if you want to figure out a way to get more exposure, uh, you can join the Zero Hoots record label and um, meet people who are like-minded, who enjoy making music and gain exposure to our whole network and our whole fan base. I love it. Well, join yeah. the Zero Hoots gang. Thank you for letting yeah. us be part of your Zero Hoots gang today. Of course. You're welcome, Gloria. Thanks, well, Heidi and Heather. I don't know where this is going to take you, but I know that, that Ryan's going to be your guiding light and who knows how far this could go. I mean, you know, this yeah. is going to go somewhere and I'm really excited for you and yeah, I'm excited that his message is out there for people and, and it will continue to be out there. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, Heidi's um, right. You never know where it's going to go. We never think we'd be doing uh, Open to Hope and have millions of people yeah. tuning yeah. in and hope after loss. So good luck and everything. All right. Well, I love what you're doing. Well, we th want to thank everybody for watching this video today. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure William, always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And